Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of the new sports podcast that everyone will want to be listening to. We would just uh, like to start off by uh, talking a little bit about why we are doing this podcast, what this podcast will be, and a little bit of an introduction to ourselves. Uh, so let's start with introducing ourselves. Uh, I am John Hosteller. You might know me from the Next Side Hustle podcast that I do with the sound guy, John Paul Doherty. Uh, I am currently a senior at Franciscan, and that's pretty much all you need to know. I love sports. Chai, that's what... Okay, William's name is William Chai Scott. William, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, we'll get into the name in another uh, episode, I'm sure, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> favorably known as Chai Scott. Um, I will be participating with John along this endeavor along the way, so I look forward to taking you on a, a wild and wonderful journey through our digression into sports. Amen. The man that needs no introduction and doesn't have a mic on right now is John Paul. He is a sound guy. He's got the headphones going. Uh, a little bit of what this, what to expect in this podcast. I think the best way to describe it is we are two guys who love to talk about sports, and we're simply just mic'd up. That that about sums it up. <laughs> I mean, we haven't even come up with a name yet, but hey, it's a work in progress. We're going to make it happen. We're going to see what you guys think, and we're going to talk about sports. So let's get into it. We are thinking about making this a seasonal thing. Uh, first season, we are currently planning on doing from this episode to one week after the Super Bowl. And we'll get in, we'll, we'll, we can touch on that in, uh, a little later. Uh, but first, we want to address something because I know anyone that is listening to this is probably going to wonder uh, our biased teams, our favorite teams growing up, our favorite teams that we might have a little bit of a bias towards. So, Chai, how about we start with you? Who are your biased teams? All right, kicking it off here. And I think we're going to share, I know we're going to share some mutual teams. Of course, the Steelers is my number one team above all else. Professional, college, etc. It's the Steelers every day, black and gold, you name it. Penguins, of course. Um, baseball is going to be, well, <clears throat> we'll get into that. And you'll see pretty, pretty uh, soon how much we talk about baseball. But that's okay. We do a little bit of everything here. College-wise, we're talking Ohio State. If we're talking non-football, I'm a big Notre Dame lacrosse fan. Uh, but a little bit of everything. If we're going into soccer at some point, who knows? We've got Barcelona, we got Dortmund. So we got a little bit of everything, but uh, yeah, that's about it. Okay, you mentioned hockey as well in there. Yeah, oh, okay. penguins. Yeah. Oh, yeah, diehard penguins. All right, so uh, so yeah, uh, my biased teams very similar to Chai's, or uh, to Williams, Bill, Chai, whatever we want to call this Never guy. Never Bill. Never Bill. Never Bill. Okay. Bill Never Bill is the new nickname. Never <laughs> Bill. Uh, my biased teams. Uh, we'll start with the NFL. I'm a Steelers fan. Always have been. Baseball. If we're going to talk about it. Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, basketball, don't really have one. I, I like to watch college basketball. I enjoy that, but I don't have a favorite. NHL, I love my Penguins, love uh, watching hockey. And then probably my favorite team in every single sport has to be Notre Dame uh, Fighting Irish. Uh, that goes back to me growing up in a house where my dad went to law school there, and that being the only channel that we could really get. Uh, on TV is the games that had Notre Dame on, so that's so that's where that started from. Right, I so almost, oh, I almost forgot to tell you, my uh, my NBA team uh, retired a few years ago. When <laughs> Kobe Bryant ended uh, his illustrious career, so I'm, I'm still hoping to get you come back number 24. But uh, until then, you know, I'm 20, 24 trumps 23. Well, you're darn right. <laughs> I hear you, LA. <laughs> I would have to say the team that I'm watching most is 
by far the Lakers, simply because I like Lonzo Ball and uh, LeBron James, he's there. Who doesn't want to watch that? I mean, he's the national figurehead. I mean, everybody's going to want to know where he goes. I mean, of course, Golden State is the most dominant and has been for some time. But, I mean, if you're talking about the most electric, I mean, it's LeBron James. It's not even close. Greatest player in the world right now, I think. Right now, but, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Another debate for (laughs) another another time. We could probably go on for All right, so before we get into the main topics, let's uh, take let's, uh, take a quick word from our sponsors. And as we, as you just heard, we have no sponsors, so let's dive back into the topics. Uh, let's start off with uh, the sport that we just said that we probably won't talk about much at all. The World Series. World Series champions, Boston Red Sox. They won it in five games over the L.A. Dodgers. Second straight year where the Dodgers have lost the World Series. Chai, I know you watched more baseball than me this year. Uh, you and I both watched some of the World Series. What were your initial thoughts of the World Series? I mean, in terms of how much baseball I watched, I, mean, I made it to a couple of rainouts, so I, mean, <laughs> I, I think that counts. But, I mean, my biggest thought, two thoughts coming out of it. One, Clayton Kershaw, I was hoping for a little bit better. Um, he's certainly, there's a good reason he's the highest-played payer in the MLB. Um, to make the argument solid for Machado, dude. too, he didn't show up. It's true. Uh, I he mean, really that's did. a big trade that you see at the trade deadline and the big market teams can do, and he did nothing, really, he didn't. in retrospect. So I think that's the biggest story of it, but I think it also tells you that the Red Sox were that good in terms of firepower. Um, but it, it also embodies everything I hate about the MLB because, once again, the Red Sox win. It feels like it's... You know, every three years, every four years, you know. That's what, um, four since 2007? 2007, yeah. I was just looking at this because I remember hearing about it. Um, they said, and this is kind of what, to me, um, explains how baseball is with big market, small market teams, and why it's frustrating as a, I call myself a semi-Pirates fan at this point, is because, like, they have one player from the 2017, and, like, that's it. Boston does. Boston does. There's one player from that championship team, yet they were somehow able to completely reboot because they have the capital to do it, and obviously it's good management and ownership for sure. Um, Dustin Pedroia, that's the only player. Yeah. I mean, 11 years sounds team. like a long time for a baseball player to be sitting. I mean, you got, you're talking about nine guys, yeah. essentially, for a starting lineup. It's true, but that's the only player on the roster. On the I mean, entire roster? On the entire okay. roster. There's, there's how many on a roster in baseball? Oh, now we're out. Of, we're out. We're out. Of, we're out of a lot here. But it was a first-time manager. You're a manager too, so yeah. I mean, you're talking about. I mean, at the end of the day, they can put together a great team almost every year. It seems like and compete. And the Dodgers have been doing it recently. Yeah, a lot of these big market teams are doing it. It's true. Yeah. Good luck to them and many, both okay. of them in the future. Our, so we'll our nice little uh, sound guy just looked it up. Twenty-five. I, I oh, twenty-five players. Wow. Yeah. What? So still, that's still. I guess. I guess that is a little bit more. That is more uh, remarkable when, when yeah, what like all but eight of those are pitchers, right? And something like that, yeah. Right. So, uh, my my initial thoughts uh, on the uh, World Series was uh, it was I loved la- after last year's World Series when the Astros beat the Dodgers in seven games. Uh, I loved watching every minute of that World Series. I watched I think every game, uh, and the, and of course the year before that, Cubs winning it. I think everyone was on the edge of their seats in that one. But last year, I. I would say that was by far the most enjoyable World Series. This World Series, I thought was a little boring, to be honest. 
Uh, just because it was a little different. Uh, there wasn't much scoring. There, it, there was uh, not as much offense as the previous year. And, uh, but I, would, I, would, I will say this. Uh, the, the game that went, uh, game three, seven hours and 20 minutes was the runtime. I mean, I stayed where up. do you start? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 it got to the point where I was staying up just because I'm witnessing history. And uh, our sound guy is taking a selfie right now. But anyway, you were witnessing history. I, I, I dozed off, and I woke up at 3.30 a.m., and I was just thinking, wow, that's something to, to witness. Whether you're a baseball fan or not, witnessing that was something. Getting to witness the Cubs winning the World Series for the first time in 108 years and getting to see that game was something else. Uh, the other games that I watched, I watched game four, and I watched mo- uh, a little bit of game five. Uh, it just seemed like the bot at Boston was just an all-around better team. They they were not phased at all when they were behind, especially in Game Four. They were lo- trailing four nothing. They just they, they they seemed confident. They knew deep down that they were going to win, even though there was only three innings left. Yeah, that was something. It says a lot. It's impressive. Great teams do great things. So yeah. All right. So NFL news. Uh, where to start? Uh, All right, <laughs> let's let's start with the most uh, interesting topic for you and I. Our favorite city in America, <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what's going on in Cleveland? Uh, Hugh Jackson was fired by the Cleveland Browns, and so was their offensive coordinator Todd Haley. Hugh Jackson finished with a record at Cleveland of three thirty-six and one. That is a point zero eight. Wow. Uh, doesn't get much worse than that. <laughs> uh, right, what, are your, what are your initial thoughts? Because I have a little bit of a rant that I want to get on with this. Uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, it's not a surprise. I don't, I don't think anyone's shocked by that. What is, I think, more surprising, and the more I've seen people talk about it, and the more I've realized is why they fire both of them, you know? I mean, several reasons behind that. One, okay, it's not like Todd Haley was here for the one win in two years. So he obviously wasn't responsible for that. He was hanging out with our buddy Ben. So, (laughs) I mean, that's tricky. I think the biggest issue with that, and I didn't realize it when it first came out, um, but the more I kind of was reading about it is, I think that's going to be a huge detriment to Baker Mayfield and his development because now you have a defensive-minded coordinator and um, that is not that that does not bode well for him. I mean, he's a young player. I think he's talented. I think you and I both agree on this. I don't know if I would have taken him number one overall, but I'll tell you what. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I would. I'm back and go, forth on that. On that we could definitely. Oh man, we could debate back and forth all yeah. day on that. But I felt pretty strongly about him, and yeah. so that to me is going to be an issue. I think they may have fired him prematurely because. I mean, I don't think you accomplish anything necessarily by firing him this early, but certainly with firing both of them, I think Todd Haley's a great offensive mind for the most part. But, I mean, it's Cleveland, so what do you expect? Uh, <laughs> you, you, you just, they don't have any stability at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point, uh, that last line from you. Here's what I have to say about it. Obviously, when you look at the record, 336-1, and one, you wonder how did you let it get that far? With that being said, I would like to. I just want to. I was sitting and thinking about this because when I originally heard the news, my initial thought was, "About time." We've been waiting for this. Why didn't it happen last year? But then I started to think about it more. I started to think about it uh, yesterday and into the today. And so I went back and 
I just want to look, I just want to talk about what they did this year. And now think about this. Going into this year, this team had one win. One win in the past two years under Hugh Jackson. In week one, they tied the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were a blocked field goal away from winning that game. Pittsburgh gave them opportunity after opportunity to win that game. Browns were coming out of that game thinking it was a win, treating it like a win, as they should have. Game two, a loss to the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. They were two kicks away from tying the game and going into overtime. Saints are probably a lot of people's number one pick for a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I mean, look where they are now versus there. I mean, right. night and day. Week three, they beat the Jets. It was Baker Mayfield, the number one pick overall against Sam Darnold, the other player that a lot of people thought Cleveland might pick. He showed up, down 14, won them the game in the second half. Week four, this was probably their worst victory, or worst loss, I'll take that back. Week four against the Raiders, in overtime, 42-45. to 45. Not much good to talk about that one, other than the fact that they scored a lot of points. Week five, they beat the number one total defense in the league right now, the Ravens, 12 to nine in overtime. That's a big accomplishment. Week six, got destroyed by the Chargers, another Super Bowl contender. They should not have lost to the uh, Buccaneers. It was almost tied. It was what, a 59 yard field goal? 59 yeah. Field. After he'd missed two. After he missed two. So close call in that game. Probably should have won it, though, considering where the Buccaneers have, been, have gone uh, since the beginning of the year. And then they got absolutely destroyed this past week by the Steelers, AFC North leaders currently. So here's my thought. You look at that and you think there's a lot of positives, even though they only have two wins and a tie. Considering where they were the last two years, I don't know why you fired Hugh Jackson now. I really don't. And here's another reason why I don't think you fire him now. You're going in to play the Chiefs this week. With Baker Mayfield, rookie quarterback, I don't know why you don't do that. I don't know why you do that. (laughs) It's surprising to me. I mean, it's not shocking, but it is a little bit surprising. Because at the end of the day, they don't gain anything by firing him. I mean, you could look at this list. Let's say, I mean, certainly you could have said the Steelers could have won and should have won that game. But if you look at it from this standpoint, could have won that game, 1-0. Had a kicker, would have beaten the Saints. Yes. 2-0, beat the Jets, have momentum with Baker Mayfield, 3-0. I mean, you're looking at Raiders, arguably maybe a questionable call or two. Let's say it goes the other the way. The offense was going. It, I mean, and then beating the Ravens, they could be have been 5-0 and going into the, yeah. to play the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they would have beaten them, but point being... <laughs> This could be a totally different football team, and I think it was a little bit too early to pull the plug because at the end of the day, yeah. you don't gain anything. Right. I, I really don't think you do. I, I think they pulled the plug a little early. Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma, he's not going to say anything. People are looking to him right now. He's not going to say anything because he's got a team in Oklahoma that's trying to win their division, that's trying to get into the college football playoff and ultimately compete for a national title. He's not going to talk about that now. No. I don't th- know if he would want that job. It's going to be interesting to see who we end up. I think noting as candidates to get to that job. I think Not that anyone's dying to get there, but... <laughs> yeah, I think even more shocking to you and I was Todd Haley being fired as well. Yes. I, I don't know what was happening behind the scenes. Apparently there is some stuff behind the scenes that the two weren't getting along, and maybe that's why they fired one of them, if not both of them. 
I mean, I don't think Haley's ever not got along with anyone. I mean, he, <laughs> yeah. him and Ben like, got along pretty, pretty well. well. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I thought so. I mean, everybody liked him here, yeah. so. So, yeah, that's we'll what see. we have to say about Hugh Jackson. I think they pulled the plug a little early. Yeah. Even, even though you have a coach that was 336-1. and one. That's all uh, I have just, to say. I, I mean, <laughs> you are what your record is, yeah. but could have been better. All right, next, uh, let's talk about trades. You have a list of trades here, and let's talk about them br- uh, briefly here. Yes, so... Most of you guys by now probably already know um, of all the ones that have happened, but if we're talking about notable, most recent ones, especially on the trade deadline, a couple to take note of that I think are important. Um, the Redskins getting HaHa Clinton Dix from the Packers for a fourth-round pick. Uh, Rams getting that defensive end, Dante Fowler. Um, wow. Jaguars getting that third round and a fifth-round pick in 2020. Hmm. Uh, Ty Montgomery... Can't believe he wasn't chased out of Green Bay, and they oh actually got goodness. something back for him. But a 2020 seventh round pick—that's all they got. Wow. Um, Demarius Thomas to the Broncos, that's a, or that's to, to the Texans. Excuse right. me. That's a big one to me because Will Fuller just went out. It is. Here's the thing, though: they're not the same receiver, which doesn't mean he can't make an impact. Sure. But I, I he's not a—he's not as much of a deep threat, I think, as Will Fuller was. But. I don't know. I mean, he could definitely make, I think, a difference, but, I mean, they really didn't give up that much for him. Yeah. Which I think is big. I mean, they got Thomas and a seventh-round pick. They gave up a fourth-round and a seventh-round pick. I think, oh, that's the conditional picks. Yeah. So, I I didn't think they gave up that much to get him, really. No, and here's what I'll say about it really quickly. I think that what they did was a good move because I think that they're going in at it thinking they have a shot at really going deep in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Deshaun Watson, not bad. Look He's at the defense. A lot better. Defense is vicious. Fuller, I you and I probably would agree on this. We would take Fuller over Thomas any day. Yeah, I think so. Whether the, Fuller's a deep threat, Fuller's fast. He's very good. I traded him off in my fantasy team <laughs> at the right time, so thank and you. So I think I think that they picked up the best that they could. He's right. gonna do. He might do something. He might not do much. But to me, it's just a sign that. They're trying to go all in right now. They have a shot at winning. I think it's a smart move, and the thing is, I feel like the Texans have gotten, for good reason, um, some good hype over the last couple of years, especially with Deshaun Watson. We always talk about J.J. Watt, and that defense is really good with um, Clowney as well, but they really don't do anything. Now they're the leader of the division. The other teams in there are struggling mightily, to say the least. I mean, I think it's a smart move because they know who they have to get to get against if they play in the playoffs. They don't have to worry about their division. It's Steelers, Chiefs, Patriots, Chargers. I mean, some big-name teams. So I, I think it's a smart move by them. All right, uh, any, any other trades? Only other one I think that's interesting to me, I, I mean, you know, I mean, there's a few interesting ones, but I think Golden Tate um, to the Eagles could give them an extra threat that would be kind of nice. And it'll be really interesting. I think I wasn't thinking about this one at first, but Dante Fowler going to the Rams, an edge rusher when you already have Sue and Donald. He's been a little bit of a bust, but man, (laughs) if he comes out even half as good as he was expected to, look out. I mean, how much better can this team get? Right, right, right. I'm a big fan of Golden Tate. I'm wishing him the best wherever he goes. I really liked watching him when he was at Notre Dame. Notre Dame hasn't had a receiver quite like him ever since he left. Uh, I think the Eagles are definitely trying to make a play. They think this this division is still wide open. Dallas just got Amari Cooper, so they're going. They're trying to go after the same thing. 
So, uh, yeah, that was a uh, good, good job on the trades there, buddy. Trades around the NFL. Very, very interesting things going on in the NFL trading lineup. All right. So yesterday, it is a sign to me that fall has come, and this is why I love this time of year. First college football rankings came out, and not much, not much of surprise to either of us, uh, to be honest. Uh, you and I talked about this. We, you and I talked about what could happen going into this uh, just the other night. Uh, before the rankings came out. Top four go, uh, no surprise here, Alabama. Number two, Clemson. Again, no surprise there. Maybe a little bit of a surprise here. Uh, LSU is at number three over undefeated Notre Dame, who is sitting at number four. Uh, any, anything you want to say about that? I think I know how you feel about this. but No, I think you might be surprised <laughs> at how I feel about this. Uh, before I get into that, uh, Michigan coming in at number five and Georgia at number six. Oklahoma at seven, Washington State surprisingly making it into that number eight spot. Uh, University of Kentucky over Ohio State. That probably won't be long, though. Uh, and Ohio State coming at number 10. Uh, so, yeah. Number one, do you have any disagreement? I mean, do we ever? When's the last time they were number one? I, I mean, right. Was that before we were born? I mean, that probably. was like, wow. <laughs> I mean, when Saban was like in high school or something. Like, I mean, <laughs> no surprise. It's no surprise there. Uh, I could talk to you about Tagovailoa all day long. Um, okay, apparently JP wants me to go into Tagovailoa. Why not? I mean, hey, yeah. okay. I, so, I know your feelings <laughs> on him. I've, I've heard many a rant. Let, let, let's clue in our audience. Yeah, let, let, let me give you the, the whole... Uh, oh, give, this oh, is the biggest notes John has of the entire show here. I mean, <laughs> my gosh, is that like a book? Let me, let me tell you the story of when I first watched Tagovailoa. <laughs> Tagovailoa playing Vanderbilt last year. He came in after they were dominating. I mean, just I, murdering Vanderbilt. Who is Tagovailoa? Do you want to just do a okay, quick Okay, recap? Tua Tagovailoa, let's just say, is the current starting quarterback of, for Alabama. He is blowing people out of, out of the water. He, is, he has fantastic stats, just absolutely fantastic. I actually pulled up the stats of all the other quarterbacks that Nick Saban has won national title with. And so far, Tagovailoa stats-wise is, is just, it's not even close in, in some respects. Uh, given that we we're only eight weeks into the year, Tagovailoa has 25 touchdowns, no picks. That's just insane. His third down completion rating is unbelievable. What he does on third down alone is, is insane. Uh, just, here's another perspective. Dwayne Haskins threw 73 passes in the last game against Purdue. Gosh, was sorry, it yeah, that many? 73 passes. Oh, my gosh. Check out why Loa threw 72 in four games. <laughs> so. Wow. So back to back to Tugavailoa. First time I ever saw him playing against Vanderbilt, just destroying them. Vanderbilt was done in the first half, like most teams that play Alabama. <laughs> Tugavailoa came in, and there were, th- there were two plays. His first touchdown pass, I was like, wow, that is a, that is a beautiful ball that he just threw. Then he... He pulls out this play. I don't know how he does this. This is a freshman quarterback. Drops back to pass, gets rushed, does a 360 move, and drops a dime, a beautifully thrown ball into the back of the end zone. So then we see him a little, we see, we see a little bit of, of him in, in games where they're blowing people out. Then we get to the national title game. They're struggling in the national title game against uh, Georgia. I text my friend. I said, what if they bring in the guy, Tagovailoa? Well, guess what? He played, and he came back, made great plays, threw a beautiful, beautiful ball in overtime to beat Georgia, and now he's starting this year. 
And it's unbelievable. By far the Heisman candidate winner. By a long shot. He's going to win the Heisman, barring some sort of disaster. <laughs> I mean, the guy doesn't even have an interception yet. Like, nope. that's... I mean, that's insane. I was just comparing him a little bit with Dwayne Haskins. And, I mean, Haskins is having a great year, too. Yeah. Um, I think how they do in terms of wins and losses will determine how well he gets, you know, put in contention for the Heisman. But, I mean, wow. What he does against LSU is going to be interesting. Yes. Yes, definitely. I I think he'll have a great game. I think he might throw his first interception. He might fumble or something. He might he might have a mistake. He might look a little bit rattled at times. You know, it's understandable. For sure. Were. But what he's what he's doing is, is nothing short of amazing. Clemson, I'm not surprised at Clemson. They just absolutely manhandled Florida State this past week, and I was watching the game and Clemson's got a really good defensive line. They're they're looking really good. Their offense is on is in it pedal to the metal right now. They're definitely deserve that number two spot. No, they're solid for sure. Now LSU over Notre Dame. <laughs> I, I, I'm not I'm not that upset about it to be completely honest because wow, I know if Notre Dame wins out they're going to be fine. Louisiana State, LSU, whatever you want to call them, they were put at number three I think because guess how many more people are going to be watching that game on Saturday night? I mean, but do you have but to put them over Dame to watch to make them watch LSU Alabama? I mean. I would watch it no matter what. I'd watch them if they were number 10. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that... Gosh, I hope that's not why they were put there. But, I mean... Because yeah. I think to strength me, if, of if schedule... You're, right? If you're playing... Yeah, if you're looking at strength of schedule, and we're not talking about some scrub D1 team that plays nobody, I, I mean, I don't I don't know how you put LSU over Notre Dame, to yeah, me. I just I just don't... I don't agree with it. And Notre Dame clearly has a better offense, I think. Oh, definitely. Defense... LSU might win in that regard. But I, the re, another reason I'm not that worried about it is I don't think... It, it, let's say they beat Alabama. Then they definitely deserve to be in the top three. I mean, they, they, could, def- be, they, they could be two I, I by that tip point. my cap I mean, to them. Yeah, wow. But the thing is, let's let's currently they're not favored to beat Alabama. I don't think either of us think that they will. I mean, we, we'll get to that in a second. Let's if they, if they beat Alabama, they definitely deserve that number three spot. If they don't, the problem with Notre Dame fans, it's 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 done. All right, we had that week. Now we'll be number three next week. Yeah, big whoop. Notre Dame, if you went out, you're going to be in the top three, probably anyway. Yeah, I mean, hey, that top if if Alabama stays one, which let's assume that they do for the sake of the argument, you do not want to be that fourth place team. No, no, you do not and, exactly. Want to be and, that fourth and that's place another team. that's another thing. If Alabama is going to stay number one, that's probably going to mean that they beat LSU. Right. So I, I, mean, I think they'd be hard to play, probably yeah. play Clemson, as, as, assuming nothing else happens. For Michigan sure. might end up a number four pretty uh, if they went out. Yeah, we'll see about that. I'm not yeah. going to jump on that <laughs> until they get past my Buckeyes. Yeah. And Georgia, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little worried about Georgia. They, they didn't look good against LSU. Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma could still make a push for it. I think that Oklahoma is going to be sitting pretty soon at number five just waiting to get in if they do get in at all, even if they win their, their conference. I, I, I just, I'd be surprised if they make it that far, yeah. to be honest. Because their offense is outstanding. Best offense in the country. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if that, if that defense and the way that they – and then their strength of schedule could beat Notre Dame, assuming they win. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. But 
I'm predicting Buckeyes win out. They take down Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> they win the entire thing. Yeah, that's gonna be. We're gonna we're gonna talk all for a long time when they play. Uh, oh, that's play gonna be Ohio that'll State. be a big game. That's gonna be that's gonna be one that we talk about for a while. Hey, I'm excited. It's yeah, one of the best so. rivalries. Um, <laughs> the fact that Ohio State's still in the top ten after an embarrassing performance oh last week. I mean, just or two weeks ago against Purdue. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. They found that they were on that buy. So I mean, wow. Yeah. Um, let's not talk about that. That's why, that's why we started after. So we, we're, we're done with that. So that, yeah, we, we will revisit the college football rankings um, a lot, I'm sure. Weekly? Yeah. Oh, probably weekly. Oh, weekly. I mean, yeah. yeah, definitely weekly. I mean, that's that's, that's going to be something to give us uh, to talk about. I can go on go on and well, talk about it for days. Uh, let's go on. You want to move on to Pick'ems now? Let's do it. All right, so this is going to be a segment of the show where Chai and I will pick out five to six of our of the big games coming up within the next week, and we will try to uh, collect points. We will win one point for wins, and we will see who wins at the end. That's pretty and much how zero easy. points for loss. Zero points so, for yeah. loss. That's pretty much all it is. Uh, what happens if there's an NFL tie? If there's an NFL tie, we both lose. Uh, that's that. I, yeah, I yeah. That that, that is a loss. This is just strictly. And, and the thing is, if 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 say we both pick a team and they and they win. We, we, we would I mean, it's a, a wash, or you each get a point. Yeah, it's either, I mean, yeah. 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 Nothing really gained. So you, you, you actually have to gain something to gain a point, really. Right. You yes. can't lose points, but whoever wins at the end, we can come up with the percentages at the end, too, of how many teams that we took. Uh, that's way too much math. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just rambling here. All right. All right, so we're calling this section so, of Pick'ems. Pick'ems. All right. All right, so first game so on good. our list Yins is talk college. Right there. Okay. Yeah, Yenzer talk here. <laughs> I don't know if that's even Yenzer talk. It's that a might mixture. Stubies, wow. It's a mixture. Okay, head us <laughs> off. Boom. Well, West Virginia versus Texas. Big one here. Big one here because you got number 13, West Virginia, 6-1, and one, trying to fight for uh, number one in their division. You got Texas, a good Texas team that beat Oklahoma but is coming off of a loss uh, to Oklahoma State, a tough loss for them. West Virginia, obviously they're coming off of a big loss to Iowa State, but they're also coming off of a manhandling win over Baylor, and that was th- uh, th- last Thursday night, so they're on a, they have a long week. John, who do you have for this one? Well, what if I thought you had to guess first. Come on. This is, <laughs> what, what, what is this? So when I first originally talked to you, I originally thought Texas all the way. The game's at Texas. Bad for West Virginia. Texas is favored by two, understandably, because Texas beat a good Oklahoma team, so they know how to play with teams that have offense. Will Greer, Heisman candidate. He still looks good enough to be a Heisman candidate. West Virginia has a better defense, in my opinion, than Texas, and they have the long week. Texas is coming off of the loss, so they have that. I... But, but a little. I'm related to Jeff Hosteller. Oh boy! <laughs> you know, I know many of you might not know who that is, but he's a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, Super Bowl champion. You know John's what? I'm taking. I'm banking. Second, third cousin, <laughs> twice removed from West Virginia. So I'm banking on the West Virginia defense to West be enough. <laughs> I'm banking on the long week. I'm banking on Will Greer. I think West Virginia pulls off an upset. All right. I am not going to go on West Virginia. And here's my issue. And 
call this my lack of college football knowledge, but here's my take on it. West Virginia is overrated. It's overrated every year, and they just <laughs> lost to Iowa State recently. I'm not saying that they're not going to be pretty good, but to me, when they're playing a team and their back's up against the wall, I just don't see them being the better team. I mean, Greer, I, I watched part of that game. He just His decision-making is what was the issue for me. He's getting hurried under pressure. He's got time to throw a ball away. He's well out of the pocket, and he takes like a 17-yard sack. I mean, things like that to me, you're just not going to be good football teams. Um, you're not even going to be bad football teams, apparently. So <laughs> to me, on the road, I think Texas rebounds. Um, I think it will be close, at least at first, but um, I'm going to pick Texas here. Yeah, I, that, that is a tough one for me. Like I said, two days ago, I was saying Texas. I don't know, man. I, I, I think they could pull it off, but we'll see. So, we disagree. <laughs> All right. Okay, second game, staying in college. We have number 14, Penn State, 6-2, and two, versus number 5, Michigan, 7-1. Michigan has a number one total defense, and they are 10-point favorites at the moment. I'm, I'm pretty sure both teams, Michigan, I know, is coming off of a bye. I think Penn State is coming off of a bye as well. I mean, if you could have picked teams that, like, I just like, like the most besides Alabama here, <laughs> I mean, this is, like, the game I would watch. So, Jim Harbaugh has been a choke artist since he's come back. He can't beat Ohio State. He finally just showed he could beat Michigan State. He showed he could beat a team that's ranked on that's the road. actually, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. This one is at home, correct? This one they is are at, at home. Michigan. Yeah. I mean, I think Penn State is taking, you know, maybe a little bit more heat than they should be. I mean, I don't think they're a great team this year. I didn't look at them this year. Um, I mean, McSorley is very good. He's a lot better than I gave him credit for, especially seeing him against Ohio State. They should have won that game. Uh Franklin, I don't know what he was thinking, but that's an understanding. That was ludicrous, in my opinion, and probably in everyone else's, too. I think they, st- I think Penn State will do decent, but I, I think Michigan's just going to be the better football team here. Penn State has a lot less to play for at this point. Michigan needs this win, which I guess would make me say that they're not going to win because it's Jim Harbaugh, but I think at home they find a way to do it, and I don't think it'll be close. Yeah. I... Penn State at the beginning of the year, I couldn't believe that they went into overtime with Appalachian State. Then, just watching them weeks after, I thought, okay, Penn State is actually not a bad team. They might be for real. I was watching the game with you when they played Ohio State. Starting out, Penn State played that game perfectly. They dominated that game to the last eight minutes of that game. They, They did everything right just fell apart. I mean, that's two years in a row to Ohio State. Two years in a row. Similar. They just choked. We're not professionals, guys. We probably should have said that at the start of the show. Oh, whoops. Yeah. I've been uh, on radio for the past 20 years. I forgot to tell you guys that. Uh, We're making excuses for you. Anyway, Myers made sure to make it known that that was a very impressive win for him. They just look broken, dude. They look out of sorts since then. Michigan... Minus a quarter and a half against Notre Dame, they have dominated nonstop since then. So yeah, Michigan minus that one 
quarter and a half against Notre Dame. They just don't. They, they look way too dominant. They dominated a very good uh, Wisconsin team. Although Wisconsin's looking shaky now, they dominate dominated Michigan State. Even though Michigan State doesn't have much offense, so I'm booking Michigan, and I don't even think it's going to be close. I like Michigan right now to be the shocker. Actually, right now, I think they could be the one team that's going to creep up into the top four. Oh, I don't know about right that. now. I want. To, oh, I, I will be. I, we will see against Ohio State. That's going to be a telling game. All right, and maybe this game. If they struggle in this game, I might have second thoughts. But I'm going with Michigan. Okay. Picks are in for those. All right. So we both pick Michigan. Moving on. Alabama and LSU. Number one versus number three. 8-0 for Alabama. 7-1 for LSU. Bama coming off a bye. LSU also coming off of a bye. This one is in LSU. Who do you got? I'm picking Tigers. Oh! I know. I know. It's like betting against Bill Belichick. I know. It's... I know... (laughs) All right, Skip Bayless. I mean, like... <laughs> a little bit of Skip Bayless and uh, <laughs> Rush Limbaugh in frazzled there. over there. Listen. Frazzled papers. Here's the thing. It's at home. And, wait, let's see here. Who... How many... How many teams did Alabama beat this year that weren't high school? Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I mean, I think they were close against Big Red from what I saw. Nice but, one, yes. Uh, I mean... Listen, they're obviously a great team. There's no question about that. But the problem is that... They haven't beaten anyone. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Who cares? They have to be a good team. And I know that's not a good excuse to bet, a bet, bet against them, but LSU is going to be at home. That's going to be a tough place to play. I think their defense is going to be improved, and they're going to give a lot of trouble to Alabama. And I think it's going to be close, but they're going to be just enough to pull it off. And, man, are these college football rankings, rankings going to be different. Oh, last second field goal? Nah, they went by 10. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Wait, we're we're not predicting scores here, so yeah. uh, they win by uh, nine and a half or something. <laughs> yeah, my head is exploding. Two possessions. It's my wow. <laughs> I did not think that you. I, I was thinking you'd lean towards LSU, but whoa. Okay, I understand where you're coming from. At the quarterback position, there is no chance for LSU in this game. <laughs> Just no chance. No, no. However, LSU. Did show up against Georgia. They have potential to play with Alabama. They have potential to stop that Alabama offense. What can LSU do in, in offensively to counteract that? That's going to be a telling point. Is Alabama's offense going to be too much for LSU's defense? I think so. Especially because that I know they've played high school teams. I know they have played... <laughs> Essentially, Some close, I mean, yeah. Yes. I mean, they've blown them out. What a surprise! But but Alabama, anytime you start to doubt them or anytime you question them, they deliver. They delivered in the college football playoff last year when people were thinking they shouldn't be in. I'm trusting their quarterback. I'm trusting that dominant team. I'm trusting Nick Saban. I'm going Alabama, and I don't think I think unless. You're predicting double uh, Unless, two possessions? If, if LSU can get a defensive touchdown, they're going to need something from that defense turnover-wise. I don't think once you get to the, to midway through the uh, third quarter, I don't think it becomes that close. I All think right. Alabama could win by 10. We'll see about if, that. If, if, if LSU wins, it's going to be in a last-second field goal. If Alabama wins, well, they're just going to win like Alabama usually does. Oh, surprise. <laughs> At least there will be somebody in the same division. and uh, At same, least. So players will be the same age. Yeah, again, much like Michigan, 
like we just were talking about, this might be the telling game. This might be the if, if for either team. I mean, we're going to see some rankings upset oh, if LSU goodness. wins. Oh, so. my goodness. <laughs> wow. Switching gears now to the NFL. We're going to start off with, you know what? Actually, I'm going to skip this one and come back to it because I think we have enough to what talk you, about. What are you doing, Let's Aaron? start off with the Packers versus the Patriots. Ooh, okay. Right. The Packers are 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. They just lot, came off a loss to the L.A. Rams versus the, the New England Patriots, who are 6-2. and two. Who do you got, Chai? The great number 12 versus the great number 12. I mean, I think we all know who the GOAT is here. And quarterbacks win games. <laughs> Coaches win games. And I think we know who is the better one. It's in New England. That is not an easy place to play. No. I mean, Rodgers' back has to be broken along with his knee from the amount <laughs> he's carrying this team right now. I mean, if Montgomery isn't in la-la land, I mean, he comes back and he wins that game. I feel very confident of that. That's how good Rodgers is. He finds ways to win games. But at the end of the day, Brady doesn't lose often, and he doesn't hardly ever lose at home. So it's hard for me to pick against them. I very rarely bet against Belichick. They're just too good. And the Packers, just they have issues, clearly. They may have dysfunction in locker room or just coaching staff or Rodgers and McCarthy. I mean, who knows? You know, I mean, that a lot of that hasn't really come out yet. Maybe we'll see something more later, but they just don't look like a great team right now. I was impressed how they played against the Rams. Clearly with Rodgers, you can be in any game, and I thought the game plan going in against the Rams was very good. They blitzed. They made Goff look uncomfortable. Um, Gurley, who I think should be the MVP at this point in the league, is, you know, he was kept in check for a while. You're not going to keep that offense all the way down. It's certainly not with Green Bay's defense, but I was impressed. I thought they had a great game plan, and they could have won that game. Yeah. But I'm picking Patriots. Not much to disagree with there. Uh, I agree with you that the Packers did make Goff look a little uncomfortable. He was make, missing some throws that he should make any day of the week. With that being said, L.A. never went away. L.A. came back, and they won. And to be honest, I think the Patriots, don't sleep on them. If you were at the beginning of the year and you are thinking, no, oh, the Patriots, this isn't their year, I think we're all flat out wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Patriots, they have the GOAT. They have the greatest of all time. Tom Brady, it's in... To New England, I, I don't think this this one. It, it might be close. If it comes, if 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 the Packers show up to play, it's going to be a shootout. It might be a high scoring game, yeah. kind of like what we just saw with Kansas be, City when Kansas City came into to New England. I mean, they hung right with them. But I don't see how the Packers win this game. We both have the Patriots winning that one, and uh, for good reason. Now, the eight and zero L.A. Rams are hitting to New Orleans to play in arguably the hardest place to play in right now. New Orleans Saints, who are 6-1. and one. Saints are currently favored, I saw this, by one point. What are your thoughts on this one? I mean, the only person who can beat the Saints in their dome this year right now is Ryan Fitzmagic, and <laughs> he's back, so um, yeah. look out. I mean, it's going to be close, but I think for similar reasons we talked about the Rams here right now. Um, I think the biggest issue is, is anybody going to show up to L.A. for a football game or is it just going to be Green Bay? I mean, my gosh, like, they should have done the Lambeau Leap somewhere there. I, I don't think there any was because the Coliseum set up very strange. But <laughs> It's a I, It's super yeah. weird to me. But, I mean, I think 
gosh, I mean, the Rams are just so good. They're that good. They are. They really are. Um, I know we'll get into this a little bit later. The Saints were my Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the year um, to lose to the Patriots, of course. I'm going to go Saints here, and the biggest reason for that, I don't know if I would have in years past, two things, well, three. Um, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, that running game is unbelievable. They, Those guys, I mean, they beat... I mean, they beat teams with Drew Brees throwing 100 and, what, 30 20 yards, 20 yards? 20 yards. I mean, that's a, that's absurd. And the defense is much improved. So much I so. think Goff runs into trouble. I think it'll be close. But I, I think Sean Payton finds a way to win. Yeah. I love McVay as a head coach in L.A. I love what L.A. is doing. I think it's so cool. It's almost like we went into a time machine back into the 80s where you had the L.A. Rams, you know, and all that. Yeah. But I agree with you. Uh, the Saints look very good. I might have them as one of my Super Bowl as my one of my Super Bowl picks. Uh, Drew Brees, I have him on my fantasy. He let me down a little bit this week, but guess what? They still won. That running game is fantastic. The Saints are doing something that is scary that they haven't done uh, years past. They're winning on the road. That's just showing how good this team is. Uh, I think it's very tough for L.A. To, to, to beat the Saints, especially if the Saints can get to Goff. I think Goff is a very, very good quarterback, but he was obviously a little bit off his game in the early parts of that game last week. However, you are talking about the 8-0 Rams. Gurley, I would agree with you, probably an MVP candidate, should be up there if not the MVP. But Drew Brees, strong running game, great defense, hard atmosphere to play in. If the Rams were coming off a bye, I'd give it to them. But I think the Saints are just the better team at the moment. At the moment. So I think they, I think they sneak out of this one with a win. Maybe they, maybe they win by a touchdown. Maybe they win by 10 points. I don't know at the end, but it's going to be close. It's going to be a shootout. So I'm taking Saints. All right. No more undefeated. <laughs> wow. Shake things yeah. up around uh, here. Okay. So, yeah, okay. that is that. Uh, do we want to talk about Super Bowl picks real quick? Yeah, or do you want to I say mean, that? we're halfway through. Uh, mine at the beginning was, like I said, Patriots versus Saints. I'm not betting against the Patriots as a Super Bowl prediction until Belichick dies. <laughs> uh, definitely until Brady dies. I mean, hard to, hard to bet against them. I mean, I didn't really pick anybody you know, further than that in terms of who they beat on the way there. But I think they'll beat anybody. I still feel that way halfway through the season. Saints, the NFC is stacked, no question about it, but I still think they find ways to win and, and they come through. So, Rams, I know everybody talks about. It's not that I don't think they're good, but until they win in the playoffs, and I feel the same way about the Chiefs, I have to see them win in the playoffs. They had a very good year last year, both of them, and I felt that they both choked in terms of getting past opponents, which they didn't. Um, so until I, I don't really believe something until I see it, and that's with how that I being said, them. it's a different Chiefs team. But I agree with. You. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is not Alex Smith. I thought Smith was good, and I am very surprised with how good Mahomes has been. Outstanding. I, yeah, I mean, I'll be the first to tell you. I was like, what? What are they doing? What are they throwing away from one Complete guy? They saw a, a guy play once, and they throw away everything they have. It felt like, but uh, man, they look good, and it's hard not to with those weapons. But I mean, he's taking advantage, no question about it. The defense. Bad. I mean, really bad. But, you know, Andy Reid's a smart coach. He'll find ways to make some adjustments. But, man, that offense looks good. Mm -hmm. So you're saying 
Saints. So I'm sticking. Or... I'm sticking with Patriots over Saints. Patriots over Saints. Okay. Uh, yeah. So at the beginning of the year, I was saying Saints. Uh, I was saying Saints or Vikings versus the Patriots or the or the Jaguars. Believe it or not. I was wow. Because that, uh, I, I was going in. I was thinking. I was thinking the Jaguars. You bet on, you bet on Blake Bortles. I. And I shouldn't have. I know. <laughs> that was a mistake. So let's let's just just recap what has gone so far. Patriots started off rocky. I was thinking, oh my goodness, if the, if Miami can beat them in Week Four, but guess what? I said the magic word, Miami. Uh, yeah. Miami showed up to play. Well, they got Brock Osweiler now. <laughs> <laughs> they lost. Not even close. Patriots, definitely a Super Bowl contender now, if not the best team in the AFC. Couldn't believe what I saw when Jacksonville manhandled the Patriots. I mean, they threw them around. I was surprised. Guess what, though? Jacksonville. (laughs) Jacksonville. I bet it on Bortles. Shouldn't have. Oh, man. I thought the Steelers were going to be contenders, but I I thought with the Bell and off-field drama, it's not going to happen. I still think that way. So, not much has changed from the beginning of the year, only that I think the Rams are good enough to be to beat the Saints, but I don't think it will happen. I'm sticking with the Saints. I was a little bit iffy at first watching them at the start of the year, but now I really do think that they are the team to beat in the AF, or in the NFC uh, going forward. Uh, so I'm picking Saints from the NFC. I'm not going to pick a winner. Uh, and I will pick Patriots from the AFC. But don't be surprised if the Chargers make, uh, make some noise in the playoffs. Very, very good team coming out. Could happen. Could so happen. It could happen. That's a, they got a very good receiving core, very good quarterback, and a running game. Haven't had that in a while. That's true. Let's just recap real quick. Pick'ems. I picked West Virginia over uh, Texas. You picked. I'm missing. Double uh, VU. Yeah. I got. We both have Michigan over Penn right, State. So, so you, you're picking. You're, you picked Texas. Oh, what am I yeah, saying? You picked yeah, Texas. I picked WVU. Yeah, okay. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> we both have Michigan. We both, I have Alabama, you have LSU. You're going to be so wrong about that yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we both have Saints, and we both have Patriots. So what, what's our di- – oh, we got two different. No, we got one difference. Oh, yeah, this is rigged. Difference. No, we have two. We have two. We have two. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Texas and LSU. Texas and LSU. I'm convinced because you know more about college. You just bet on all the teams I was going to bet on for NFL. <laughs> so um, it's rigged, but you know. All right, so that's the very first episode of the sports show where we talk very little baseball and just kind of whatever we want. So we hope you enjoy this, guys. Uh, name suggestions, yes. We're t- we really have no idea as far as names go. Maybe something involving Chai's nickname. I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah. If you got something, shout it out. If you got some topics you guys think are interesting, please feel free. We're not going to talk about baseball anymore. It's just, <laughs> it, it ain't happening. And for so. me, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any fun questions that you want me to ask the hosts here, feel free to shoot them my way and I'll... I'll, you know, get it rowdy up in here. We'll allow any <laughs> topics. Um, yeah, no, 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 any topics. Can't, can't be screened before we ask him. He's asked them. So. Oh, I'm going to screen it somewhat. Well, he screens them. We don't. Yeah, they can. So, yeah. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Love the feedback. See you guys later. Later. Oh. oh.